why is diversity, equity, and inclusion um, so important to you? Well, I think for me personally, it's because it supports a lot of who we are as a company. So um, my dad founded our company almost 60 years ago on really a fundamental golden rule of treating others the way you want to be treated. And we believe in agape capitalism and agape being the a Greek uh, word and really the highest, truest form of love, which is unconditional love. And that we believe in doing business based on love and unconditional love. And so for me, I would say as a family business, it's something that's always been intrinsic to who we are and what we believe in. Um, but it's really about attracting the best people, um, building a business, agape capitalism, that we have to have profits, profits in order to build and retain and grow. Um, but it's very aligned with our purpose. And so for me, as a little girl growing up in the restaurant business, standing under the sign, looking up at the big sign with my dad in the middle of the night or what seemed like the middle of the night, he always talked about growing our business, but he always talked about doing it the right way. And for us as a family, that meant that we were inclusive of everybody. And um, from the very beginning, whether it was second chances or um, really opening our doors to our own home, to our customers and our associates. It's just been prob a lot of who we are as a, as a company. And to me personally, uh, it's about allowing and building a culture where people can be their true authentic selves. And uh, that's not just accepting people, but being inclusive of. I recently saw, Jane, a, um, uh, a report from uh, the U.S. Census Bureau that said uh, aspiring entrepreneurs filed paperwork to start 4.3 million businesses in 2020 during COVID. Um, and that was a 24% jump from the previous year and the highest volume of applications since application volume tracking started in 2004. So with that being said, if representatives from various uh, underrepresented groups wanted to own a Donato's franchise, what steps should they take? Thank you for that. We, and we have work to do on this, but I'll go on to our website. Um, we are looking for franchise growth. The majority of our growth is, will be through franchise. As I said, Ron Jordan, who is our largest franchise partner, came to us and literally bought an entire market. And so wow. um, it, anywhere from one store to a market, uh, we have lots of opportunity for growth. And that is, and I'll say why, I think the really important part of our growth strategy, you know, owning a family owned business is important, but what we want to create is a legacy of wealth and transformation for multiples of families. And so while we own the Columbus market, all the rest of the remaining of our stores are franchised, either through non-traditional or traditional. Uh, Robert E. Lee here locally mm -hmm. is our mm -hmm. franchise in our a non-traditional airport, um, who is awesome and wonderful. And so uh, start with the website or just email me at jane at donatos.com. We, we are excited about growth. We're excited about building the diversity um, amongst our franchise partners. But why it works is because what we found is the individuals that we attract in their community build that business. And what we want to do is see that business owner be able to create the second, third, fourth generational mm -hmm. growth opportunities. And 
that's what excites me about franchising is it allows people to do that. Jane, if you don't mind, I'd just like to ask you, because I've heard from ethically diverse women that some of their challenges in the workplace may differ from white women um, and that the growth um, for white women has far exceeded or exceeded that of other ethnically diverse um, groups. So I'm not saying you've heard that or or if that even rings true um, uh, for you or, or others, but uh, if that is the case, how can women be more supportive of, of one another in the workplace? I think that's a great call out. I would also say I have heard that. Okay. Um, and I think we have to keep our eyes and ears open to that because, because just just like gender and or just like race, like we have to recognize that the other person has different struggles than I have had. And so um, I can absolutely see where that might be a challenge or a barrier. Um, and I think the thing that we can all do, but is be a mentor and or look into the communities and where we can really reach out and be alongside with people. And I think, you know, there's lots of wonderful programs out there, but we have to be intentional about mentoring and or being a mentee um, and, and being purposeful about those relationships. We owe, we owe it to each other. You know, there, there's oftentimes women don't always support just women, period. So I think the importance of being intentional, seeking out those opportunities where we can lean in and be a side-by-side uh, -side champion and an advocate and an adversary and an ally uh, are the most important things that we can do to lift each other up. Going undercover and, and, and just being on a national, maybe even international, uh, television show, uh, hit series, like, and you had to kind of dress up and walk into the store as your, in a sense, unauthentic self, where I know that's not how you operate. And unfortunately, in this space, in the, today's environment, many of, of employees or colleagues feel like they can't be their authentic self um, at work. And so why is that level of authenticity um, just so important to performance? and being able to show up and, and show well for, for organizations? That's a really great question. And uh, it's kind of a two part for me. So one, when uh, McDonald's had bought us in 1999, our family business, and then my family had kind of left the business and my dad and I were still there. I started operating in fear. And mm -hmm. when you start operating in fear, you do do a little bit of that um, really being someone you're not and so i would put on armor i remember i'd park my car get out of the parking lot feel like i literally had to put on armor to come into work and not armor like i was being bullied or any of that but armor like this is the person i need to show up today hmm. and that wasn't authentically who i was and and it's i wasn't a fearful of losing my job because i had an employment agreement and i was you know as my dad and i left as far as family members I just was operating from a different um, baseline and a different foundation. And it wasn't, I wasn't confident enough in myself to be able to be forward facing and be myself. And that was healthy for me. The first time I think I experienced it, even though I always talked about don't work in fear, is the first time I experienced it as, as, a, as a, I would say an employee 
of this new company. And even I was our chief people officer, and I always say like the shadow you cast. I know that comes from a, um, a, a from McDonald's actually talked about the shadow you cast is long, right? When you're in a leadership position, mm-hmm. wherever you are, you're casting that shadow amongst the team around you. And if you're working in fear, then people around you are going to work in fear. And so all of a sudden you create this culture of not really truly being there and being yourself. And if I remember I looked in the mirror one day and I did not like who I saw anymore. And so I had to have that aha moment with myself to say, if I'm not comfortable being myself in this environment, then I either need to change myself or change my environment. Mm. And I decided I was going to change myself and get back to being grounded and um, being okay with being authentically myself, which meant I had to have courage and curiosity and compassion and conviction and not be afraid to have my voice. A lot of times when you're working in fear, you lose your courage to have your voice. And so I got back to being myself again um, because I didn't really want to change the environment because this was our family business, even though it was with McDonald's at the time. And so um, that was one of my experiences. And then I think for one of the things for us as our company, and I didn't share this earlier, but our brother is part of the LGBTQ community and he um, was honest and transparent and authentic in, gosh, what year was it, 1992 or 1993, and which was a long time ago. And I always felt like, and we included it, um, same-sex and non-discrimination in our EEOC in 1992. So I always felt like we are a very inclusive company and a very inclusive culture because of that. But yet, as we did this work with you, I think we found that while we think we are, we had people that, and you were in some of those meetings with us, that maybe for the first time expressed differences, whether it was religion or LGBTQ um, and other um, differences that they, I don't know that we always created the safest space. And so the work that we had to do to get to a place where we are today is creating that space where it is safe. And so. That's why showing up, and now, you know, I just left a meeting a little bit ago that we have a very diverse group of our district managers that oversee our restaurants and allowing all the difference of opinions and and they were actually building an attendance policy um, allows us to have better conversation. And, you know, if you can talk about attendance in a way that this person doesn't have access to transportation in a way that that's why they're not able to get to work, then how do we manage through that? And so. It allows a more diverse but better thinking um, when people can be authentically themselves in a very safe space. So when you think about doing this work and and you've been very engaged um, in moving your strategy forward, what would you say is your proudest achievement Um, as an executive in promoting DEI? I know the journey isn't over, um, but just, you know, in the things that you've done thus far, what are you most excited about and proud of? Sometimes you have to slow down to go forward or take a step back in order to take a step forward. The smartest thing we did, and I'm just going to be honest, is hire you as a consultant. Um, And I'm I'm not just saying that because I think what you did was help us go deep. And I think the journey has to start within first. Um, within the CEO of the company, the owners of the company, um, the stakeholders of the company, that we all have to stop and pause and understand what our own unconscious bias might be 
in order to take a step forward. And, you know, that takes a lot of vulnerability. It takes a lot of courage, um, but it also takes someone to really help us put the framework behind it. And so I would say, I think understanding it better today because of our relationship with you, that that journey is more important than what our, what we look like. It's more important because if it's not understanding what our own biases are, we will never be able to be inclusive of our entire community. And so that was helpful. Since that time, um, and you helped us have really hard, courageous, honest conversations, and we could be transparent and authentic, and then build a commitment statement to it together. Um, at all levels in our organization, and that was powerful. And we were also able to attract um, a black minority franchise partner who is now our largest franchise partner. And Congratulations. that is super exciting to me. His name is Ron Jordan. And, you know, I think from that, our, our CIO um, is also a minority. And so we've been able to attract people at a very different level. Um, and one of it's the strategy, but two of it is you have to be intentional and you have to do it back with purpose and, and it has to be soulful. And so um, those things, I think the accumulation of all those things, that, that's what's got me super excited today to look at our leadership team now and really see the diversity um, truly represented at our senior C-level for you know, things that I've always wanted to be, it's there and it's happening. Um, and I'm really excited about that. Jay, one of the things I appreciated about our time together is how you all aligned your organizational values to this work. And one of your organizational values is to be open-minded um, so diversity with representation is, is phenomenal, but that, includes, that inclusion piece is also very important when you think about retention. So how does your value of being open-minded help Donato's Pizza to build a culture of inclusion? Part of our strategy is in the discovery process of that is being able to allow those continued opportunities for safe space and, uh, and conversations to continue. But we also build that into our performance reviews that we do semi-annual. So um, our values are all built into um, our performance review. So open-minded is one of them and being inclusive is part of that. And so every six months we sit down and we have that conversation individually with every individual on what are the things that we are doing, not only personally, but amongst our team to be inclusive and how are we rating ourselves on that? And so. It's a really important behavior trait. Again, something you could talk about, but for us, it's important to also, you know, your performance is important, but how you perform and how you treat others is an important part of what you do. So that was one thing, one step for us is to build it into that. The other part is to build it into our structure and our format of being able to have in, um, inclusive conversations, roundtables with people that are allowing people that space to talk about where are the unconscious bias in our own company that we may not recognize? What are those things, whether it was hiring practices, which we you know, we did have to go back and change some things, or whether it's our training practices, what are, where are those things that are not necessarily as inclusive as we think they are um, by, by creating an opportunity for people to 
have a development path for that. So one of the ways that we can continue to uh, close the economic gap is also through vendor diversity or supplier diversity. So I would imagine uh, you all buy a number of things. You know, if diverse business owners wanted to provide you all with goods and services, um, I ask a similar question, like what steps should they take to, to do that? Well, I'll give the same answer of Jane okay. at um, and, and I will make sure that I will, um, we connect with the right people because I'm not the perfect person to do that, yeah. but I can certainly make sure that we're connecting with the right people. I think one of the things that you did for us that was really beneficial is help us ask the hard questions of what we call business partners, as you know, yes. um, help us ask those right questions. And that is who, who is your, who are your stakeholders? Who's on your board so that we first understand the diversity of our own business partners that we're working with today, but also making sure that we are going to be inclusive and intentional about bringing on the diversity of our business partners for the future. Mm -hmm.